To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Politics Wednesday, Megan Woods is with us along with Mark Mitchell. Morning to both of you. Good morning, morning, Mike. Morning, morning, Megan. Now, tell me this and tell me no more, Megan. What is it you do all day? This is not personal on you, but just in general, in in this time of abeyance and and, and upheaval and change and, you know, nowhere land, what what is it you do? So last week it was going up to Wellington, picking up offices. Obviously, there's a lot of work that needs to be done with that, um, getting ready for a move. Um, but also um, the weekend and yesterday, um, being the MP for Wigram. So I was, I was in my electorate office yesterday. Constituents were coming in, uh, seeing, seeing constituents. So, you know, before before I was a minister, I was the MP for Wigram. So I guess I'm back to doing one job now. If you're not an MP for anything, in other words, you're a list MP, are you doing anything, literally? Yes, yeah, so list MPs um, have... Um, have a, a role that's different than being um, the kind of constituent MP, but certainly list MPs spend their time um, with communities of interest, meeting with people, all kinds of things. It's just it's not a geographic community, but MPs really sit around um, doing nothing. I think that's probably something the public like, sometimes like to imagine, but I mean, usually there, there's a lot of meeting with groups. What about you, Mark? Yeah, I mean, I've got a couple of things in my electorate that I definitely am working on, but um, we're in, we're definitely in limbo, without a doubt. I just think this waiting this three weeks for these specials, um, it's got to be done a lot more quickly because, uh, you know, Chris obviously wants you to come informed and, and get on to work. Exactly. Do we need to do... Did you ever envisage in your time in government, Megan, that the, the specials was were a problem, or would you counter-argue that, you know, by enrolling on the day and all that other stuff, you get better turnout, therefore that's, that, that, in the grand scheme of things, beats the, the two- or three-week wait we've got to go up, put up yeah, with Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't see how adding enrolling on the day um, adds a week to counting the specials, because you, you used to be able to enrol up till Friday night. Mm. So you're actually only increasing it by 24 hours. So I don't, I don't actually see how that adds a week to the process. I think the ability of people to enrol, um, right? I mean, it was nonsense that you could vote early, um, you know, for the 10 days leading up to election day and enrol on that day, but on the Saturday of voting day that you couldn't enrol and vote on that day. There's a whole lot of stuff that kind of hasn't caught up with the fact that we now don't just have an election day; we have an election period, yep. and you kind of need to make all that stuff match up. So I don't see how just adding a few hours um, adds a week to how no. long the specials take. For, to from all the comment I'm it getting from politicians, Megan, is, is there something clearly not right with the Electoral Commission? I mean, the PAC problem and this problem, it, 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 do, does somebody need to either kick them up the bum or change the rules? Well, I think um, need to. I mean, I don't understand the mechanics of why it takes so long to count the votes. I think that's probably some, something someone does need to look at um, and see whether or not that can be done faster. Because it is a long time to wait. Because it's not like um, we're in a first past the post. Um, environment no. where you wait those three weeks and then a government can be formed straight after that. There could well be then um, coalition negotiations that take however long coalition negotiations need to take that goes on top of that. So it can mean quite a period of time. And, and it is, a, I think you described it earlier in your show, Mike, as a weird old time. It no. is. We're in caretaker mode and there's a whole lot of kind of convention that governs what we do. Exactly. And now, don't do. And don't do. I, yeah. my, my, there, is a, there is a review that will be done through the Justice Select Committee um, on the election. I think that um, the leaders in the Electoral Commission are going to have to front up to that and explore.
Good. Um, what has gone wrong? Because there has been some issues without a doubt. And agree with Megan completely. Is that I just don't do not see why you need an additional week um, to count specials. Uh, you know, it's important. We're close to Christmas that you get a government form to get things underway. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Are you in any way, shape or form, Mark, in the loop on coalition talks? Not that you have to tell us, but just like, no. do you know what's going on? No, not at all. And I just think Chris is, is dealing with this in absolutely the right way, is that um, he's putting a high premium on the relationships that he has with David Seymour and Winston Peters in those talks, and he is fully focused on making sure that he forms a strong national-led government that can actually start to implement and get things done. So you trust him enough to be able to come to you one day at some point and go, by the way, Mark, here's what we've done, and uh, I'm sorry, but Shane Jones is the Minister of Police, but it'll be good for the yep. country. I 100% trust him. He'll decide what's best for the country. He'll he'll put a strong um, coalition, national-led coalition government together, and he will ring me and ask me what he wants me to do as part of that government, and I will do whatever he asks me to do. Uh, Megan, as regards... Actually, let me get this, just in case it takes time. So this morning, my thing is the Port of Waikato... Uh, not the Port of Waikato, the uh, the guys running... or one of the guys is running Watercare, right? Or the Three Waters, or whatever you want to call it. He's still employed. He's still hiring people. Business is as usual. Do you defend that, knowing that that's going to change materially, or do we need to be doing something about the waste? So, uh, I mean, it is part of the, what you described as the weird old time. Um, that it is, it is in place until it is not in place, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I guess one of the things is um, that, I mean, as um, politicians, that we um, exercise this kind of transition period, and we take the convention around um, being in caretaker mode really seriously. Like, we don't do anything without talking to the incoming government, all those kind of things. Um, I would have thought perhaps hiring probably would have fallen into that into that part. But I think one of the things too, until coalition talks are concluded, there is no clear government position for the incoming government because yeah. you've got potentially three parties that are coming together on that. It is a strange space that we're in in terms of that there not being that clarity. There will be in, a, in you know, however long coalition talks take. So, I mean, I think that certainly our, our core agencies, um, they start preparing, they prepare briefings for incoming ministers, they start preparing for this transition. And I think one of the strengths of New Zealand is that we do have these really clear conventions and smooth transitions between governments, and I think it's something that all of us probably cherish. Yep. Um, but it does result in some some weird spaces while you wait for those results to be And final. Luxon said earlier he is appreciative of what you're doing at the moment, and it's all going tickety-boo apparently. Mark, do you worry about stuff that is being done, people being hired, money being spent on things that you know aren't going to last? Yeah, I do. I think it's ridiculous, and I think it's a um, complete disrespect for taxpayers' money, and I think that for all the reasons that Megan just outlaid, um, they should have pushed the, pushed the pause button. Um, we've been very clear uh, through the campaign what our priorities are and what we intend to do, and um, and you've got people like this out, out there that are continuing on with a program that is going to, under the new government, is not going to uh, survive. Uh, and so I just think it's a complete, total disrespect of taxpayers' money that they're, that they're carrying on with this. And I was listening to you earlier, and I agree with you. I think that, you know, I, I, maybe it's cynical, but why would people be taking jobs and hiring into jobs that they know probably yeah. won't be there yeah. in two or three months if it wasn't for the fact that there may be a, uh, a payout or something like that? Yeah, can on. you so, answer that, Megan? Because that's what worries me. So so, so, so yeah, they're advertising I, I, for a job. I'm applying for a job as of this Wednesday morning in an organisation I know does not survive. Why am I applying for that job? 
So, Mike, one of the things I was listening to you earlier too is that um, I would question whether that whole recruitment process would even be completed before there was a government. So what what Mark's saying, um, and I think that that's probably what a lot of people um, kind of feel and agree with, it does seem wasteful, but the point is that we are in this caretaker mode, that we can't just go and make decisions like that. Um, and that's what I'm saying. It is this weird old time. It is um, there has to be an incoming government that that will do that disestablishment. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and it, it, it we have to be it really careful. Can I, Mark? Can I just finish? Um, that we do actually need to actually um, speak to what is happening here. I mean, as I said in my. And in my initial comments, I think probably, you know, hiring probably falls a bit outside BAU. I don't know the exact details of that, but we do actually have to make sure we have this smooth transition. It is not for the outgoing government to disestablish things because it is not clear what the incoming government will do until they form their coalition arrangement. So it's not the perfect world, but it is actually a, a world which we should all cherish because we have smooth transitions between governments. Mark? And in all, in all fairness to Megan and the outgoing government is that they are working hard to cooperate with us as an incoming government. There's no doubt about that. However, Megan, you, for all the, again, for all the reasons that you've just outlined, there should be, they should be pressing pause on any hires or any other action until a new government is formed. Um, you know, it's a ridiculous notion to think that they can carry on with a program for an outgoing government when, there's been a, when the people have spoken and there's a change of government. Quick comment, Megan, on Port Waikato. Why would you not stand? I mean, that's democracy, isn't it? At least to give it a crack and give people who might support you a chance. Oh, look, um, it's, a, it's an electorate that we've never won. Um, it is a traditional National Party electorate. Um, it is so close to a general election that we've just had. We've just you know, gone, gone, gone through the democratic process here, so I don't think it's denying democracy, and it's not without precedent that in 2017, National didn't stand a candidate in, Mount, in the Mount Albert oh. by-election, um, ahead of going into the 2017 election. I mean, I think our candidate, Gwendolyn Keel, she ran a really strong campaign. She's got a great future in politics ahead of her, but in terms of just going through it for the sake of going through it, I don't think anyone benefits from that. What do you reckon next Wednesday, Mark, at this time? Anything different? Well, in terms of... Um, I don't know, lifetimes, oh, questions oh, yeah, I want to ask you. <laughs> well, Whether anything's well, we happened. Have to, we have to wait for... Uh, I mean, the big concern at the moment, to be honest with you, is the uh, conflict between Israel and um, and Hamas, because that has got the potential, obviously, and we're seeing it to go regional. Yeah. Um, so, you know, watching that really carefully. Um, listen, I think that... Uh, I, I heard you talking about the situation in Mosul. Um, look, I spent 10 years up in that part of the world. Um, I think that... The, the atrocities that have been committed by these Hamas terrorists, uh, their needs, they need to be held to account. Um, but I think the, the best approach would be for the Israelis to identify the perpetrators uh, and then go after them through surgical-type operations to actually um, to try and re- you know, reduce any impact on the civilian population. And, and, of course, at the moment, it's really important to get humanitarian aid in there for those that are trapped. But let me be very clear that... Um, that the situation that's unfolding in Gaza, there's, uh, the, the people that are clearly responsible for that are the Hamas terrorists that went in there and committed atrocities um, against the Israeli people. Good stuff. Nice to catch up with both of you. We'll catch up next Wednesday. Uh, Megan uh, Woods and Mark Mitchell. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.